Hello, my name's Laura and this is German Grammar Pod. Today's podcast is about reflexive pronouns and the next one will be about reflexive verbs, which are the verbs you use reflexive pronouns with. To understand this podcast and the next one, you're going to need to know about cases, in particular the accusative and the dative case. If you don't already have a fair idea what those are, I suggest that you listen to my podcasts on the accusative and the dative, and maybe also my podcast on the nominative, before you continue with this podcast. Back with this podcast, let's start by looking at what pronouns are. A pronoun is a word that you can use in place of a noun, for instance, it or him or they. So instead of using nouns in the sentence, the librarians gave the book to John, you could replace them with pronouns and say, they gave it to him. A reflexive pronoun is simply a type of pronoun you use to refer back to the subject of the sentence or clause. Examples of this in English include, I enjoy myself, where I is the subject and myself is the reflexive pronoun. Sam hurt himself, where Sam is the subject and himself is the reflexive pronoun. And they'll convince themselves, where they is the subject and themselves as the reflexive pronoun. Did you notice that each of those sentences included a verb and the reflexive pronouns were each the object of that verb? The object of the verb is the personal thing that the verb is done to. When a verb has a reflexive pronoun as its object, we call it a reflexive verb. And I'm going to talk about those in a lot more detail in my next podcast. So back on pronouns, what are the German reflexive pronouns? Well, the most common one is the word sich. Indeed, German dictionaries will often use the word sich in front of a verb to show that it's a reflexive verb. For instance, sich verletzen, to hurt oneself. Sich is the reflexive pronoun to refer back to er, he, sie, she, es, it, sie, you formal, or sie, they. For instance, er verletzt sich, he hurts himself, sie verletzt sich, she hurts herself, es verletzt sich, it hurts itself, sie verletzen sich, you hurt yourself, or sie verletzen sich, they hurt themselves. There are a couple of things to notice here. First of all, sie turns up three times here, once meaning she, once meaning you formal, and once meaning they. And second, my reflexive verb, sich verletzen, to hurt oneself, changes form in German to match the subject. This helps you tell the difference between sie verletzt sich, she hurts herself, and sie verletzen sich, they hurt themselves. Although you'll just have to work out from the context whether sie verletzen sich is referring to you or they as the only difference between the two is that Z meaning you is written with a capital S and the one meaning they is written with a lowercase s. If you find this confusing, it may help to listen to my podcast on verbs in the present tense where I talked more about this. Back to reflexive pronouns, that's some but not all of them. What about ich and du? Well, here I'm afraid that we have to add in an extra layer of complexity. Reflexive pronouns sometimes need to be in the accusative and sometimes need to be in the dative, depending on the verb. For instance, with sich verletzen, to hurt yourself, 
the reflexive pronoun is in the accusative, with sich etwas kaufen, to buy yourself something, on the other hand, the reflexive pronoun is in the dative. When the reflexive pronoun is sich, accusative or dative makes no difference to it. The reflexive pronoun sich stays the same regardless of which one you're using. It's always sich. However, with ich and du, it does matter whether the verb takes a dative or an accusative reflexive pronoun, as the accusative form of the reflexive pronoun for ich is mich, and the dative form is mir, which are exactly the same as the normal, non-reflexive accusative and dative forms of the pronoun. Likewise, du goes with the reflexive pronoun dich for the accusative and dir for the dative, which are also the same as the normal, non-reflexive forms of the pronoun. So you get ich verletze mich, I hurt myself, and du verletzt dich, you hurt yourself. But also, ich kaufe mir ein Auto, I buy myself a car, and du kaufst dir ein Auto, you buy yourself a car. The two remaining reflexive pronouns are the ones which belong with wir, we, and ihr, you in formal plural. Like sich, these are invariable, that is, they don't change whether they're in the accusative or the dative. However, like the reflexive pronouns for ich and du, they're also the same as the normal, non-reflexive form of the pronoun. It's just that for these, there's no difference between the accusative and the dative form. So the reflexive pronoun which goes with wir, we, is always uns, and the one which goes with ihr, you in formal plural, is always euch. So that's wir verletzen uns, we hurt ourselves, and wir kaufen uns ein Auto, we buy ourselves a car. Ihr verletzt euch, you hurt yourselves, and ihr kauft euch ein Auto, you buy yourselves a car. So now we know what the reflexive pronouns are, let's talk about where they belong in a sentence. Because I learnt these verbs as sich verletzen, sich kaufen, etc., it always felt to me like the reflexive pronoun should belong next to its verb wherever this came in the sentence. So, if I had verletzen at the end of my sentence, I wanted to put sich just in front of it. But this is actually pretty much the opposite of the rule you should be following. The correct thing to do is simply to treat the reflexive pronoun as an accusative or dative pronoun, depending on which one it is. Those of you who've listened to my Word Order podcast may remember that accusative and dative pronouns come straight after the first verb in your clause. Indeed, they do so in the order accusative pronoun, then dative pronoun. So it's er hat sich ein Auto gekauft, he's bought himself a car, and not as I used to think, er hat ein Auto sich gekauft. Fortunately for beginners, it's not that often that you get both an accusative and a dative pronoun in a clause. So if you simply follow the rule of thumb that the reflexive pronoun belongs straight after the first verb in the clause, you won't often be wrong. For intermediate learners, I suggest learning that it's first element, verb, nominative pronoun if that wasn't the first element, then reflexive pronoun. Only advanced learners should bother trying to remember the full word order, which is first element, verb, nominative pronoun if that wasn't the first element, then accusative pronoun, then dative pronoun with the reflexive pronoun filling the accusative or dative slot as required. 
So, to summarise, reflexive pronouns are pronouns which refer back to the subject of the verb, the person or thing doing the action. Reflexive pronouns can be either accusative or dative. This makes a difference when the reflexive pronoun refers back to ich or du. The accusative reflexive pronoun for ich is mich, whereas the dative one is mir. The accusative reflexive pronoun for du is dich, and the dative one is dir. The other reflexive pronouns are invariable. That is, they stay the same whether they're being used as an accusative or as a dative. The reflexive pronoun sich is the reflexive pronoun always used to refer back to er, he, sie, she, es, it, sie, you formal, or sie, they. Uns refers back to wir, we, and euch refers back to ihr, you informal plural. Well, that's pretty much it for today. Just a couple of reminders and some news left. My news is that my husband and I have recently moved to Frankfurt, so I get to practice my German every day. And my husband's learnt his first hundred German words and might even start listening to the podcast. On the reminder front, I wanted to remind you all that I put transcripts of these podcasts and relevant grammar tables on my website, sites.google.com slash site slash German Grammar Pod. I also have a blog where listeners often add comments with their own favourite learning resources or helpful hints, which is at germangrammarpod.blogspot.com. Alternatively, if you want to contact me directly, you can email me at germangrammarpod at yahoo.co.uk. Also, my thanks as always to Martin Klaus, who reads through my podcasts before I record them and makes sure that my German and my grammar tips are correct. My next podcast will explain all about the reflexive verbs you use with reflexive pronouns. So until then, it just remains for me to say goodbye and thanks for listening. Hello, my name's Laura and this is German Grammar Pod. Today's podcast is about reflexive pronouns and the next one will be about reflexive verbs, which are the verbs you use reflexive pronouns with. To understand this podcast and the next one, you're going to need to know about cases in particular the accusative and the dative case. If you don't already have a fair idea what those are, I suggest that you listen to my podcasts on the accusative and the dative, and maybe also my podcast on the nominative, before you continue with this podcast. Back with this podcast, let's start by looking at what pronouns are. A pronoun is a word that you can use in place of a noun, for instance, it or him or they. So instead of using nouns in the sentence, the librarians gave the book to John, you could replace them with pronouns and say, they gave it to him. A reflexive pronoun is simply a type of pronoun you use to refer back to the subject of the sentence or clause. Examples of this in English include, I enjoy myself, where I is the subject and myself is the reflexive pronoun. Sam hurt himself, where Sam is the subject and himself is the reflexive pronoun, and they'll convince themselves where they is the subject and themselves is the reflexive pronoun. Did you notice that each of those sentences included a verb and the reflexive pronouns were each the object of that verb? The object of the verb is the personal thing that the verb is done to. When a verb has a reflexive pronoun as its object, 
we call it a reflexive verb. And I'm going to talk about those in a lot more detail in my next podcast. So back on pronouns, what are the German reflexive pronouns? Well, the most common one is the word sich. Indeed, German dictionaries will often use the word sich in front of a verb to show that it's a reflexive verb. For instance, sich verletzen, to hurt oneself. Sich is the reflexive pronoun to refer back to er, he, sie, she, es, it, sie, you formal, or sie, they. For instance, er verletzt sich, he hurts himself, sie verletzt sich, she hurts herself, es verletzt sich, it hurts itself, sie verletzen sich, you hurt yourself, or sie verletzen sich, they hurt themselves. There are a couple of things to notice here. First of all, sie turns up three times here, once meaning she, once meaning you formal, and once meaning they. And second, my reflexive verb, sich verletzen, to hurt oneself, changes form in German to match the subject. This helps you tell the difference between sie verletzt sich, she hurts herself, and sie verletzen sich, they hurt themselves. Although you'll just have to work out from the context whether sie verletzen sich is referring to you or they, as the only difference between the two is that sie meaning you is written with a capital S and the one meaning they is written with a lowercase s. If you find this confusing, it may help to listen to my podcast on verbs in the present tense, where I talked more about this. Back to reflexive pronouns, that's some, but not all of them. What about ich and du? Well, here I'm afraid that we have to add in an extra layer of complexity. Reflexive pronouns sometimes need to be in the accusative, and sometimes need to be in the dative, depending on the verb. For instance, with sich verletzen, to hurt yourself, the reflexive pronoun is in the accusative. With sich etwas kaufen, to buy yourself something, on the other hand, the reflexive pronoun is in the dative. When the reflexive pronoun is sich, accusative or dative makes no difference to it. The reflexive pronoun sich stays the same regardless of which one you're using. It's always sich. However, with ich and du, it does matter whether the verb takes a dative or an accusative reflexive pronoun, as the accusative form of the reflexive pronoun for ich is mich, and the dative form is mir, which are exactly the same as the normal, non-reflexive accusative and dative forms of the pronoun. Likewise, du goes with the reflexive pronoun dich for the accusative and dir for the dative, which are also the same as the normal, non-reflexive forms of the pronoun. So you get, ich verletze mich, I hurt myself, and du verletzt dich, you hurt yourself. But also, ich kaufe mir ein Auto, I buy myself a car, and du kaufst dir ein Auto, you buy yourself a car. The two remaining reflexive pronouns are the ones which belong with wir, we, and ihr, you informal plural. Like sich, these are invariable. That is, they don't change whether they're in the accusative or the dative. However, like the reflexive pronouns for ich and du, they're also the same as the normal, non-reflexive form of the pronoun. It's just that for these, 
there's no difference between the accusative and the dative form. So the reflexive pronoun which goes with wir, we, is always uns, and the one which goes with ihr, you in formal plural, is always euch. So that's wir verletzen uns, we hurt ourselves, and wir kaufen uns ein Auto, we buy ourselves a car. Ihr verletzt euch, you hurt yourselves, and ihr kauft euch ein Auto, you buy yourselves a car. So, now we know what the reflexive pronouns are, let's talk about where they belong in a sentence. Because I learnt these verbs as sich verletzen, sich kaufen, etc., it always felt to me like the reflexive pronoun should belong next to its verb, wherever this came in the sentence. So, if I had verletzen at the end of my sentence, I wanted to put sich just in front of it. But this is actually pretty much the opposite of the rule you should be following. The correct thing to do is simply to treat the reflexive pronoun as an accusative or dative pronoun, depending on which one it is. Those of you who've listened to my Word Order podcast may remember that accusative and dative pronouns come straight after the first verb in your clause. Indeed, they do so in the order accusative pronoun, then dative pronoun. So it's er hat sich ein Auto gekauft, he's bought himself a car, and not as I used to think, er hat ein Auto sich gekauft. Fortunately for beginners, it's not that often that you get both an accusative and a dative pronoun in a clause. So if you simply follow the rule of thumb that the reflexive pronoun belongs straight after the first verb in the clause, you won't often be wrong. For intermediate learners, I suggest learning that its first element, verb, nominative pronoun if that wasn't the first element, then reflexive pronoun. Only advanced learners should bother trying to remember the full word order, which is first element, verb, nominative pronoun if that wasn't the first element, then accusative pronoun, then dative pronoun, with the reflexive pronoun filling the accusative or dative slot as required. So, to summarise, reflexive pronouns are pronouns which refer back to the subject of the verb, the person or thing doing the action. Reflexive pronouns can be either accusative or dative. This makes a difference when the reflexive pronoun refers back to ich or du. The accusative reflexive pronoun for ich is mich, whereas the dative one is mir. The accusative reflexive pronoun for du is dich, and the dative one is dir. The other reflexive pronouns are invariable. That is, they stay the same whether they're being used as an accusative or as a dative. The reflexive pronoun sich is the reflexive pronoun always used to refer back to er, he, sie, she, es, it, sie, you formal, or sie, they. Uns refers back to wir, we, and euch refers back to ihr, you informal plural. Well, that's pretty much it for today. Just a couple of reminders and some news left. My news is that my husband and I have recently moved to Frankfurt, so I get to practice my German every day. And my husband's learned his first hundred German words and might even start listening to the podcast. On the reminder front, I wanted to remind you all that I put transcripts of these podcasts and relevant grammar tables on my website, sites.google.com slash site slash German grammar pod. 
I also have a blog where listeners often add comments with their own favourite learning resources or helpful hints, which is at germangrammarpod.blogspot.com. Alternatively, if you want to contact me directly, you can email me at germangrammarpod at yahoo.co.uk. Also, my thanks as always to Martin Kraus, who reads through my podcasts before I record them and makes sure that my German and my grammar tips are correct. My next podcast will explain all about the reflexive verbs you use with reflexive pronouns. So until then, it just remains for me to say goodbye and thanks for listening. Hello, my name's Laura and this is German Grammar Pod. Today's podcast is about reflexive pronouns and the next one will be about reflexive verbs, which are the verbs you use reflexive pronouns with. To understand this podcast and the next one, you're going to need to know about cases in particular the accusative and the dative case. If you don't already have a fair idea what those are, I suggest that you listen to my podcasts on the accusative and the dative, and maybe also my podcast on the nominative, before you continue with this podcast. Back with this podcast, let's start by looking at what pronouns are. A pronoun is a word that you can use in place of a noun, for instance, it or him or they. So instead of using nouns in the sentence, the librarians gave the book to John, you could replace them with pronouns and say, they gave it to him. A reflexive pronoun is simply a type of pronoun you use to refer back to the subject of the sentence or clause. Examples of this in English include, I enjoy myself, where I is the subject and myself is the reflexive pronoun. Sam hurt himself, where Sam is the subject and himself is the reflexive pronoun, and they'll convince themselves where they is the subject and themselves is the reflexive pronoun. Did you notice that each of those sentences included a verb and the reflexive pronouns were each the object of that verb? The object of the verb is the personal thing that the verb is done to. When a verb has a reflexive pronoun as its object, we call it a reflexive verb and I'm going to talk about those in a lot more detail in my next podcast. So, back on pronouns, what are the German reflexive pronouns? Well, the most common one is the word sich. Indeed, German dictionaries will often use the word sich in front of a verb to show that it's a reflexive verb. For instance, sich verletzen, to hurt oneself. Sich is the reflexive pronoun to refer back to er, he, Sie, she, es, it, sie, you formal, or sie, they. For instance, er verletzt sich, he hurts himself, sie verletzt sich, she hurts herself, es verletzt sich, it hurts itself, sie verletzen sich, you hurt yourself, or sie verletzen sich, they hurt themselves. There are a couple of things to notice here. First of all, sie turns up three times here. Once meaning she, once meaning you formal, and once meaning they. And second, my reflexive verb, sich verletzen, to hurt oneself, changes form in German to match the subject. This helps you tell the difference between sie verletzt sich, she hurts herself, and sie verletzen sich, they hurt themselves. Although, you'll just have to work out from the context whether sie verletzen sich is referring to you or they, 
as the only difference between the two is that Z meaning you is written with a capital S and the one meaning they is written with a lowercase s. If you find this confusing, it may help to listen to my podcast on verbs in the present tense, where I talked more about this. Back to reflexive pronouns, that's some, but not all of them. What about ich and du? Well, here I'm afraid that we have to add in an extra layer of complexity. Reflexive pronouns sometimes need to be in the accusative and sometimes need to be in the dative, depending on the verb. For instance, with sich verletzen, to hurt yourself, the reflexive pronoun is in the accusative. With sich etwas kaufen, to buy yourself something, on the other hand, the reflexive pronoun is in the dative. When the reflexive pronoun is sich, accusative or dative makes no difference to it. The reflexive pronoun sich stays the same regardless of which one you're using. It's always sich. However, with ich and du, it does matter whether the verb takes a dative or an accusative reflexive pronoun, as the accusative form of the reflexive pronoun for ich is mich, and the dative form is mir, which are exactly the same as the normal, non-reflexive accusative and dative forms of the pronoun. Likewise, du goes with the reflexive pronoun dich for the accusative and dir for the dative, which are also the same as the normal, non-reflexive forms of the pronoun. So you get ich verletze mich, I hurt myself, and du verletzt dich, you hurt yourself. But also ich kaufe mir ein Auto, I buy myself a car, and du kaufst dir ein Auto, you buy yourself a car. The two remaining reflexive pronouns are the ones which belong with wir, we, and ihr, you informal plural. Like sich, these are invariable. That is, they don't change whether they're in the accusative or the dative. However, like the reflexive pronouns for ich and du, they're also the same as the normal, non-reflexive form of the pronoun. It's just that for these, there's no difference between the accusative and the dative form. So the reflexive pronoun which goes with wir, we, is always uns, and the one which goes with ihr, you in formal plural, is always euch. So that's wir verletzen uns, we hurt ourselves, and wir kaufen uns ein Auto, we buy ourselves a car. Ihr verletzt euch, you hurt yourselves, and ihr kauft euch ein Auto, you buy yourselves a car. So now we know what the reflexive pronouns are, let's talk about where they belong in a sentence. Because I learnt these verbs as sich verletzen, sich kaufen, etc., it always felt to me like the reflexive pronoun should belong next to its verb, wherever this came in the sentence. So if I had verletzen at the end of my sentence, I wanted to put sich just in front of it. But this is actually pretty much the opposite of the rule you should be following. The correct thing to do is simply to treat the reflexive pronoun as an accusative or dative pronoun, depending on which one it is. Those of you who've listened to my Word Order podcast may remember that accusative and dative pronouns come straight after the first verb in your clause. Indeed, they do so in the order accusative pronoun, then dative pronoun. So it's, er hat sich ein Auto gekauft, he's bought himself a car, and not, as I used to think, er hat ein Auto sich gekauft. Fortunately for beginners, 
it's not that often that you get both an accusative and a dative pronoun in a clause. So if you simply follow the rule of thumb that the reflexive pronoun belongs straight after the first verb in the clause, you won't often be wrong. For intermediate learners, I suggest learning that its first element, verb, nominative pronoun if that wasn't the first element, then reflexive pronoun. Only advanced learners should bother trying to remember the full word order, which is first element, verb, nominative pronoun if that wasn't the first element, then accusative pronoun, then dative pronoun, with the reflexive pronoun filling the accusative or dative slot as required. So, to summarise, reflexive pronouns are pronouns which refer back to the subject of the verb, the person or thing doing the action. Reflexive pronouns can be either accusative or dative. This makes a difference when the reflexive pronoun refers back to ich or du. The accusative reflexive pronoun for ich is mich, whereas the dative one is mir. The accusative reflexive pronoun for du is dich, and the dative one is dir. The other reflexive pronouns are invariable. That is, they stay the same whether they're being used as an accusative or as a dative. The reflexive pronoun sich is the reflexive pronoun always used to refer back to er, he, sie, she, es, it, sie, you formal, or sie, they. Uns refers back to wir, we, and euch refers back to ihr, you informal plural. Well, that's pretty much it for today. Just a couple of reminders and some news left. My news is that my husband and I have recently moved to Frankfurt, so I get to practice my German every day. And my husband's learnt his first hundred German words and might even start listening to the podcast. On the reminder front, I wanted to remind you all that I put transcripts of these podcasts and relevant grammar tables on my website, sites.google.com slash site slash German Grammar I also have a blog where listeners often add comments with their own favourite learning resources or helpful hints, which is at germangrammarpod.blogspot.com. Alternatively, if you want to contact me directly, you can email me at germangrammarpod at yahoo.co.uk. Also, my thanks as always to Martin Krauss, who reads through my podcasts before I record them and makes sure that my German and my grammar tips are correct. My next podcast will explain all about the reflexive verbs you use with reflexive pronouns. So until then, it just remains for me to say goodbye and thanks for listening.